The Time of Final Justice, Chapter 65 in the Book of Yeshayahu. Nidrashti. I responded to those who did not ask for me, says God. I was available to those who did not seek me. Basically, I helped the Jewish people even when they didn't ask. Amarti hineni hineni. I said, here I am. I'm here. To a nation that does not proclaim my name. I spread out my hands all day in request and invitation to a wayward people who walk on a way that's not good, following their own thoughts of idolatry. Ha'am ha'machisim oti al-panay tamid. This is the people, the Jewish people, that continuously, constantly anger me to my face. They sacrifice to idols in the garden and burning incest to those idols on the bricks. This is a people who dwells in graves and sleeps in hidden places. Basically, they communicate with the dead. So besides idolatry, they were doing other stuff. And there are people who eat the flesh of swine and soup of forbidden foods to testable things is in their vessels. So as you can imagine, Hashem's not impressed. Ha'omrim, and these are the people who nevertheless, as hypocrites, they say to each other, keep to yourself, do not approach and touch me. I am holier than you. And your touch will render me impure. Oh, oh so they're very self-righteous. All these acts are the cause that of the smoke of my wrath, a fire burning all day. They basically constantly make me anger. Behold, a complete list of the sins is sitting in front of me. Lo I will not be silent until I have repaid their punishment and I will repay what they deserve into their bosom. Not exactly words that, you know, make us feel good. This will come for your sins and the sins of your fathers together, says Hashem, for your fathers who burned incense on the mountain in accordance with the custom of the time and reviled me on the hills, I will fully calculate the recompense and pay it to their children's bosom and punish them. However, not all the nation is disobedient. So says the Lord, as when grape juice is found in a cluster of wine and one says, do not destroy the fruit as a blessing is in it, some of it's valuable. So too, for the sake of my servants who live amongst the sinners, I will not destroy everyone. I will cause a seed, that's obviously worthy of blessing, to emerge from Jacob, from the Jewish people. And from Judah, I will bring um, a hair of my mountains, I'll bring forth. Those who I've chosen will inherit it, and my servants will dwell there. This Sharon, where usually little produce grows, will be a pasture for flocks, and the muddy valley will be a place for the lying of the cattle where they're raised, for the sustenance of the people who sought me. In other words, for the people who did look for me, I can make even a dry area flourish. But for you, forsakers of the Lord, Atem Oizve Hashem, who forgot the mountain of my holiness and do not come to serve me in my temple. Remember this during the first temple era, that many Jews are totally avoiding the temple. Who set a table for the pagan God, who's called, ironically, God. 
Gimel Dalid or G-A-D. And they fill a libation for another God called Mini. I will consign you to the sword and all of you will bow for slaughter. Yan Karasi Nisan, because I called you and you didn't answer, I spoke and you didn't listen, and you did the evil in my eye, and you chose to do things that I don't want you to do. Therefore, so says the Lord God, Behold, my servants will eat, and you who set the table for the false God will starve. My servants will drink, and you will be um, thirsty. Behold, my servants will rejoice. And you will be shamed. Behold, my servants will sing from their hearts joy, the cheer, and you will cry from heartache and wail from a broken spirit. You will leave your name as a curse for my chosen. Basically, only very few people are going to survive at this stage just before the messianic redemption. Your name will only be mentioned as an example of a terrible fate. They will curse, saying, May the Lord put you to death just as he slayed you, but his servants he will call by another name. So basically the people who are cursed will be put to death and other people will be called by a good name. After the destruction of evil, the entire world would consist of good alone. It's just important for me to cut in and say, according to many sages, this is not literal. Um, you know, This is some of the sources of Gog and Magog and Armageddon and the whole story. First of all, I mean, I think throughout history we've seen more than enough pain and um, death, but I, in no way should this be causing fear. Um, as I said, many people, many sages have believed that it won't be literal. So that so the, the world will consist of good alone, so that one who blesses himself, that he remain in the land, will bless himself by the name of the God of faithfulness. And one who takes an oath in the land will take an oath by the God of faithfulness. Eloke Amen. Why? Because the former troubles, the punishments were forgotten and because they are concealed from my eyes. Kihinani, because behold, Boreani, behold, I am about to build, uh, to create new heavens and new earth. Be a total transformation. Veloti zachar narishanot, and the former, the transgressions and the punishments will not be remembered, will not come to mind, rather be glad and happy forever in that which I create for in the new world. Behold, I'm creating Yerushalayim to be a place of happiness and its people a place of get gladness. Ade ad, I will be happy in Jerusalem and gladdened in my people. The sound of weeping and the sound of outcry will no longer be heard there. There will no longer be a young child or an old man from Jerusalem who will not complete his days. Everyone will live long lives. The youth will die when they're 100 years old. And the sinner will be cursed when he's 100 years old. In other words, even people that have to die will only be much, much later. Again, according to many opinions, once Mashiach comes, there'll be no death at all. Maybe this is just before Mashiach comes, etc. They will build cities via shovel and they'll settle in the houses. They'll inhabit the houses. They will plant vineyards and they will eat their fruit. It will not happen that they have to build and someone else lives there. They won't have to plant and someone else will eat. For like the days of the tree, which a tree can live for a long time, so too will be the days of my people and my chosen one will outlive their handiwork.
Lo yigularik. They will not exert themselves in vain. They'll get results. And furthermore, they will not give birth to panic and uncertainty, for they are the descendants of the blessed of Hashem, and their offsprings are with them. Vahaya term you crow. Before they even call me, I will answer. While they're yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and lamb will graze as one. They will no longer be carnivores. They'll be herbivores. And the lion, will, like cattle, will eat straw. And the serpent, dust, will be food. So there will be no more prey from animal to animal. Because as much as South Africans love, love seeing, many people love seeing a kill in the wild, it's not the messianic promise. The messianic promise is that animals don't have to eat animals, even though it's nature. It's not the ideal nature. No harm or destruction will happen on the entire mountain of God. So says Hashem. That concludes chapter 65. We have one chapter left, a chapter of promise and hope, as we will do very soon.